On this day of days, loving God, we gather to celebrate the wondrous gift of Jesus Christ, born long ago and still today, child of the universe present among us. May we, in the things we do and say, continue to give birth to the presence of the living Christ in our world today and always. Amen. Horie, Horie Christus Natus Est. Well, normally I don't preach in Latin, but then Christmas does not usually fall on a Sunday. When it does, at least in contemporary times in this country, there's a great controversy within the church as to whether or not we ought to hold a worship service on Christmas Day. Uh, Mike didn't hesitate to say we're having Christmas Day service here. I noticed none of you wore your pajamas today, though. You're all dressed appropriately. And well, it would have been all right. Uh, Jeff wore his uh, something, something last night. I'm not sure what it was. But anyway, it's a great contrast. But I'm glad you're here because I think this is where we should be on a Christmas morning. I'm delighted to be with you anyway. After all, isn't Christmas um, just another holiday along with Labor Day and Thanksgiving and the 4th of July? So we're creating conflict in holiday schedules and hardly anyone is likely to show up, right? This time of year we've shopped like crazy, prepared the feast, and now it's time for the family and guests to gather. How are we supposed to fit in church? on a Christmas Sunday. More liturgical traditions insist that the service be held whether anyone shows up or not. In the free church traditions, we have much more latitude in deciding whether we will worship or not, but here we are. But stop to consider for a minute. What is this day about? What is the name of the holiday? Christmas. The very name calls us to worship. Christmas, Christ's Mass, Hodie, a day to worship the coming of the Christ into the world. What better place to be on a Christmas than with a community of Christ followers and Christ seekers? I remember when I was a young green seminarian doing an internship at Seattle First Baptist Church. Interns only get to preach, you know, once or maybe twice in a year or so, if we're lucky. So when I was allowed to preach on one of the Sundays leading up to Christmas, I really took advantage of the opportunity to call the congregation to task. I took the time to scold the congregation from the slightly self-righteous perspective of a budding theologian. Whose birthday is it anyway? I asked, taking on Hallmark, Macy's, Nordstrom, and Walmart, along with the congregation, for their rampant consumerism and their failure to focus on the true reason for the season. And don't worry, I think I've mellowed some in the last 40, 50 years. I don't intend to reprise that sermon today, though it may contain some material worth 
revisiting. The question remains, so, whose birthday is it? Of course, we have no know, way of knowing when Jesus was born. Many scholars believe he was born sometime in the spring of the year. We don't have a real record of the exact time and place of circumstances. We have tended to put Christmas, as the church has syncretistically over the years, with a, with a, a long ritual holiday. So Christmas comes near the winter solstice, an ancient uh, pagan tradition. Um, we don't have a record, and yet the stories and the legends have weight, and they have meaning for us because of the truth they tell. Hodie Christus Natus Est. Today, this day, Christ is born. The actual day is less important than the eternal truth that Christ is born. So the church has set aside one day a year to celebrate that truth. And it is Hodie, this day, that we celebrate Christ's birth. Emmanuel, God with us, the word made flesh, light coming into the world on the darkest time of the year when no, a light that no darkness can dispel. Love incarnate that no other power can overwhelm. This is our story. This is our song. How will we own it? How will we sing it? How will we live it out? How will Christ come into our lives if we do not take the time and the opportunity to welcome that holy presence when it comes among us? Maybe the actual day we celebrate is not essential to our faith as long as we hold the party on someday. But then, Hodier, this day, Christians all over the world are celebrating. It just seems like the right time for us to join in with our siblings everywhere. We don't want to be party poopers, do we? So we sing, Hodie, Christus, Natus Est, along with Lo, how a rose air blooming, good Christian friends rejoice, and happy birthday. Surely the time for singing comes round once more. And I, speaking of singing, I will confess, as much as I love Handel's Messiah, and more importantly, Bach's Christmas Oratorio, which I've been listening to last night and this morning, um, as majestic musical markers of the season. I have a very special affection for a piece by Rafe von Williams, simply entitled Hodie. Anybody heard it? Anybody know it at all besides me? All right. You have homework to do. Look it up because it's a wonderful, wonderful piece. It's a cantata that interweaves scriptural text and British poetry by John Milton, George Herbert, Thomas Hardy, and his own wife, Ursula. It's set for a chorus of men and boys, soloists and orchestra, big orchestra. It moves from angel choir to lullaby to the magi to grand finale replete with timpani and brass, bells and chorus, 
crying, ring out ye crystal spheres, once bless our human ears. If ye have power to touch our senses so, and let your silver chime move in melodious time, and let the bass of heaven's deep organ blow, and with your ninefold harmony make up full consort to the angelic symphony. It's a glorious Christmas gift for the one who comes ranking, in my opinion, up there with gold, frankincense, and myrrh. It continues, such music as tis said before was never made, but when of old the sons of the morning sung while the creator great his constellations set, and the well-balanced world on hinges hung and, the ca and cast the dark foundations deep and bid the weltering waves their oozy channel keep. Perhaps the creation was another time for such celestial singing. But now, Hodie, on the morning of Christ's nativity, Yea, truth and justice then will down return to men, orbed in a rainbow, and like glories wearing mercy will sit between, throned in celestial sheen, with radiant feet the tissued clouds down steering, and heaven as at some festival will open wide the gates of her high palace hall. Archaic language, perhaps, a little stilted, but the humble stable is the portal to high heaven's high palace. And the poor peasant babe lying in a manger is none other than God incarnate. What does this tell us about Christmas and where to find it? In setting Milton's verse, Vaughn Williams captures something similar to what Raymond Bailey proclaims in today's words of preparation. See, Christmas is no less a cataclysmic darkness than Easter and resurrection, the light and the dark together. The world order, the world order is altered and will never be the same. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, you and me, full of grace and truth. Christmas is not just for the kids, though kids we may be at heart anyway, right, Chuck? Here is the essence of Christianity, grace in person. Grace in person. The truth is greater than that which can be explained. The truth of God must simply be received by faith. And so in faith we gather to worship Hodie today, this day, because we believe that when the world order is altered, it shouldn't be business as usual. And when grace is a person, we ought to get together to celebrate Amen? Hurie, Christus, Natus, Est, Gloria in excelsis, Deo et in terra pax hominibus. Today, this day, 
Christ is born. Glory to God in the highest with peace and well-being to the whole earth and all its inhabitants. Amen.